Welcome, gente, to the ninth episode of It's On You. I'm your host, Ramon Monchi Flores, here with my co-host, CEO, and founder of It's On You, Alex Miramontes. Welcome back, big Alex. How you doing? Thank you for welcoming, Monchi's happy as always. And you know what? All I have to say is this. Let's take care of business, baby. That's right. That's right. Hey, Alex, we've been getting a lot of feedback again, man, from episode number eight. You know, all our episodes are getting a lot of feedback, which is beautiful. That's what we need. And they're talking about... Uh, about being generous, you know, to others, you know, because some people find other people annoying, bro, <laughs> and, and which triggers their pet peeves. Shit, yeah. I don't blame them, bro. Uh, there's uh, there's a lot of people that annoy me too, but here we are, right? Let's talk about that. Yeah, That's a man. good topic, so, Mochi. Yeah, so I decided, you know, put a little list together that I found online. You know what I mean? So I'm not gonna give myself credit for it. All right. You know, and it says, you know, uh, uh, what is the worst behaviors, right? You know, uh, or pet peeves that people have, and it's like. Smoking in public places. Right. Talking loudly on the bus or the metro. Right. Chewing food loudly. <laughs> being late for a meeting. Double parking. Right. Driving aggressively or speeding. Right. Littering. You know, and more close to home, like the toilet paper. Does it go over or under? Right. Or turning off the lights or the candles at night. You know, those are some <laughs> of those pet peeves right there, you know? And um, what are some of your top pet peeves, Alex? Oh, my goodness, bro. I, I, if I could, I would write a book on that, you know. Uh, there's so many pet peeves that I have uh, from people that drive me nuts. You know, when I was younger, I used, to, I used to always use the phrase fake, right? I used to, my pet peeve was fake people, right? Fake people. Or, but what it, what, I really, what it really means is people who are highly pretentious, you know. Yeah. And another one is hyper spiritual and religious people who feel they have the answer and they're the answer to other people that's a big pet peeve of mine it drives me nuts uh it really drives me up the wall i get my chain pulled all the time uh, with that uh and i also don't like when people think they know what's going on without with uh with you with your history your story or why you want to share or you don't want to share certain aspects of your life like because you know uh, and episode one, I, I discussed that, or episode three also, that I was a gang member. But then when people want to utilize that experience of yours and tell your story without your permission, right? Right. Like, I'm the author of my story, bro. You don't get exactly. to tell my fucking story when you want at your convenience. Exactly. And your so, Exactly. And some people <clears throat> think that it's me minding or not wanting to share that I was a gang member or that I'm ashamed of it. Fuck no, I'm not ashamed of it. It's just a matter of that I decide when I'm going to tell my story and to whom, yeah. right? And in what platform. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. And it's, and it's a pet peeve of mine since I was 15 years old, uh, which is one of the reasons that I didn't get involved in certain organizations or what have you. Uh, it's just, just, I always had a, a nose for bullshit, if you will, right? Wow. Uh, but here's the thing, Monchi. I'm sure I have my own set of bullshit, and I know I annoy a lot of people. Uh, and it's going to be a fun discussion, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know. And Let's go. I, I agree with you where, like, you know, my thing is, you know, uh, there's a lot of stories about me. Like, I'm like the Mexican dentist, the menace, you know, growing up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. And, you know, I did do a lot of horrible things as a kid. You know, but I was a kid, you know, and I had a lot of freedom. I mean, it was like 101 Dalmatians. My parents had a lot of kids. And I was the one running around right. on my own. So, some people tell my story without 
me letting them, giving them permission. And other people want to include themselves in the story when they weren't even there. Right. Right. You know, interesting yeah. stuff, though. That's another topic. Um, but, you know, what are some of those habits that you have that other people find annoying, Alex? Uh, it's a lot. I think one of the munchies is that I, I don't go along with the flow. Right. Yeah. And I know this only because my my own kids point that out to me, but they've known me that way. Yeah. I, wherever I am, if I if I sense that it's a crock of shit, excuse my language, uh, it's just I'm not feeling it. If I'm not feeling it, if I don't feel the pulse of something, I'm not going to go along. You understand? Yeah. And for some people, they find it annoying. In fact, they say, just go along. It's just a game or what have you. But here's the thing. But that's your game, bro. Yeah. I have my own game. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I mean? Why should I play a sport that I don't like? Right. Right? It's like if I like baseball and you like football and you're, get, and you're trying to get me to play football, but I don't like football, bro. I'm going to play baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Why are you going to change it? You, you know, get what I mean? I've always believed that kind of like you mentioned like clubs, right? Right. You know, and, and what you said was on point because I've been part of different organizations growing up, you know? Right. And some political and stuff like that. And always people wanted to come in and change them. Right. Right. They didn't they didn't believe in that philosophy or that thinking, right? Right. They're like, oh, no, you got to change it because that's not right. What did I go? Start your own club. Exactly. Start your own club. Exactly. There's so much room to start your own club. You don't go in there trying to change someone else's institution. You know, right? You know, do your own thing and that's it. You know, and if your thing is better, the more people will follow it. Exactly. You know? I bro. mean, always there's always uh, exceptions, right? But in general, I think that's... That's my philosophy. No, and that's true, Monchi, but it takes a lot of maturity because also as a young man, I thought I was fucking Che Guevara, right? I wanted to change the world and I wanted to reform it and call out the the flaws and everything. But that's part of being young. I was a Marxist, right, Uh, in my younger years. Uh, But then we mature and we realize, you know, how things are, you know. Nobody's above any system or any business, you know. And and it takes um, skill and maturity to understand that you're not in an organization to change the system per se, but also you're you're not there to to simply go along necessarily. If you're taking care of your business, if you're doing your job, then why do you have to roll over every time they say roll over or clap or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just uh, I rather do my own thing and stay in my lane, yeah. and without disturbing the system. But even that munchies annoys other people, of course, because they're always trying to guess or make an assumption of why you're doing things but they never invite you to a discussion they don't ask you hey well you're a particular way why they're not trying to know you just assuming and they leave you alone right like they isolate you but there's reasons right and and sometimes like i don't like the game but just because i don't like the game i'm not gonna try to uh destroy the system or try uh, you know in any way diminish it because if you're in there, it's because there's a reason that you're there, right? Right. You're employed or what have you. Uh, but at the same time, you stick to what you do, right? And what you do good, and you do it really, really great. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 I sense that some people get annoyed because you don't want to play the part that they want you to p- play. They want to define who you are. And part of my pet peeve is that I've never allowed anybody to define who I am, right? I've defined myself. I, I can't stand when they try to use your story to benefit the, themselves or benefit, you know, whatever they're fucking promoting. You, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? And <clears throat> I remember back in in high school, even as students were in L.A., I remember I told my friend Harry that I didn't want to partake in something that I felt exploited, where I felt exploited, right? right. I didn't want to partake in that. 
And Harry read it loud and clear. And, you know, it's funny because Harry never again invited me to... I told him I'll do it for him because he's my friend. And I, would, and I did a couple of times, but I, I was in, in the driver's seat in one regard. Yeah. And, and he knew, you know, in one regard that I made a point, right? Some people just go along because they like the attention and they never had attention before. And they have no other platform to to utilize or to do, right? And and but here we are. We have a platform. This is it's on you platform, you know. That's right. And as you and it's I want you, it's on you, baby. And we also have our nonprofit, and we're starting our own shit, right? Yeah. And we're spilling our own philosophy of things, right? Exactly. And that's going to garnish us possibly some followers and possibly others that don't agree are going to shy away. And that's just it's the called nature. Haters, call haters. <laughs> but we, you have to have haters that you know you're doing something of right. Of course. And, you know, it's the way of things. But I think this is the beauty, Monchi, is that when you surpass the pet peeves, when you overcome them and you stop judging or fighting or being defensive with others against your shit too, you're left with simply creativity. So the space and time you have and the energy you utilize to create. And that's the beautiful thing, right? You're no longer caught up in this bullshit or that bullshit. You just reserve your energy to put it out where you want to put it out, right? Right. And where it's in a theater, in a theater, in a stage, or in a piece of writing or what have you, or in a podcast. And you feel great. You feel like you own the shit. Like, who the fuck can tell you what the fuck to say, right? Nobody, right? <laughs> and I, I think, uh, about, like, in relationships, there's always people have pet peeves, right? Because it's two different people, right? Right. You know, and I believe overall that in relationships, that there should be uh, an understanding of somebody's pet peeves. And if their pet peeves are not as bad as, as they're good, right. then you should be able to accommodate, you know, and just kind of like, you know, uh, let it go. But you can address it. But if uh, some people's habits are their habits and it's hard for them to change, you know, so it's not necessary to, to force them to change. Like a relationship is different from the public. Right. Or the public, you can walk away, right? Or, yeah. or, or put them on the spot, whatever. But I think a relationship is more about trying to understand the other person and, you know, and show them a different way of doing things. Right. But if they don't, then, you know, you just you don't let that kill the relationship. No, absolutely. But, you know, Mochi, it's interesting when in relationships, when you're just... When you just Starting. have fun, yeah. When you just have fun, exactly. The honeymoon just, stage. Yes, <laughs> and it could run you two, three years, four, even five years. Yeah. You're so blind by the love that you feel. All you see is what, like we said in the prior in the prior episode, roses, right? Yeah. And the moon the is corn. cheese, right? Yeah, exactly. But then all of a sudden, you spend enough time with someone, and it's like, what the fuck? I'm tired of this person. Like you mentioned earlier, right? Chewing the way she chews. I hate your snoring. I hate the way you smell, whatever the hell it is, right? We start pointing out the flaws. I think it's a natural course of things, even in a in a workplace, right? You work e- enough time exactly, with people. Workplace, yeah, yeah you, you work enough time with people and they start knowing you, right? Yeah. And you start annoying them. Uh, but, but in the workplace, can't you, by, by seeing those things, you kind of say, okay, I'm going to leave this person alone in certain things, right? You know, yeah. constantly invading my personal space. Right. You like to be a neat freak or a, or a dirty freak. Right. Right. You know, as long as it's their space. Right. right. But as long as they're not moving yourself to make it neat or dirty your spot, your right. stuff, then, yeah. you know, it's, you can kind of deal with it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or you can actually try to change it. And then that's when the problems happen. Yes. And, and also sometimes, bro, just off the bat, when you start uh, in a new job, sometimes somebody just doesn't, like you or they or they you know you rub off wrong on them and they're in them on you it's just the nature of humans suddenly so you, we just don't like somebody for whatever reason right 
And that ha- that's happened to me. Like, after bad, I just don't like someone. It's like, fuck. And then other people don't like me sometimes, too, just for the sheer reason that I'm me. It's just my presence. They don't like it. Like, I just don't like you, fucker, right? Whatever. And it's okay because it, it, the, a, a workplace is a workplace. You're not going to yeah. get down. What's up, fucker? Let's get down. Fuck you. You know, Everybody has to follow rules and yeah. be cordial and what have you, right? But in regards to being generous, uh, the people who who drive you nuts is a, the last person you want to be generous to, right? But, you know, the challenge, Monchis, which is awesome, is that is precisely who we need to be generous to. That is the challenge, right? Um, huh. What do you mean? Yeah, because... Who, whoever is a person that causes you more disturbance, your defenses go up, right? Your triggers or whatever. So yes. that informs you what you need to work on. You know, I remember my great fucking spiritual teacher and master and great friend and mentor, Peter Sellers, the great Peter Sellers. Uh, when I went, decided to go, Azusa, I decided to go to Azusa Pacific University to obtain my master's degree in clinical psychology. And, bro, it was primarily Caucasians there, right? Yeah. And who grew up in a bubble in middle class homes and life and lifestyle. And here I come, coming from the hood, right? And I felt very uncomfortable because they, they couldn't stop talking about Jesus and God all day, right? And they wanted to measure everything with that yardstick, right? Right. I couldn't relate to them one fucking second, right? There was like four Latinos, right, in our cohort. There were like 40, 40 students and all Caucasian, the majority. In fact, I think during that time, there was about 12% minorities in that school. Think about that for a second. Like, wow. So everywhere you look, it's like we call gabachos, right? Uh, white right. people, right? And uh, it was very difficult to deal with that, you know. And I remember talking to Peter and I told him, you know, I don't, I don't want to be in this school, man. It's, it's, uh, it's uncomfortable. I can't relate. And he goes, he looked at me, he goes, Alex, that's exactly where you need to be. And I'm like, what the, f- what do you mean? And he's like, yes, you got it. You, it's not about just hanging out with people that you could stand and that you like, right? Because you're not going to grow there. What exactly. It doesn't serve nothing preaching to the choir. Yeah. You got to be around people that you can't stand. <laughs> Dude, that was the best advice ever, right? Because some people, bro, stay in their bubble, yeah. right? My way or the highway, right? Yeah. And not to point fingers, but my brother Harry and my mentor, who's another great mentor, I remember he in high school he was like that. My word, the highway, right? And to a certain degree, Harry's still like that, right? Like he'll pick and choose and be selective about emails or texts that he answers to or not, you know. Uh, and I'm sure he's gonna listen to this. But yeah, Harry is a message to from your brother Alex to you, brother Harry, because I love you, baby. <laughs> so very selective, right? Uh, and like two days ago, I sent him a text, a, a video of my grandson right uh for, from tiktok right and it's like him trying to be cool get in a car. he didn't answer right and i kind of baited him i send it on purpose and he didn't answer for a couple hours and then i send them and an, uh, another video about a dad and a young daughter fishing right and he's a big fisherman He's an avid fisherman, right? All of so, a sudden. And then, exactly. And then the, the girl reels, reels in the fish, and he's all happy, Dad. Oh, my God, Dad, I did it. Give me five. He goes, big fish, right? Like, And then what I did, instead of replying to that, I put, yeah, my grandson's graduating in June, and he'll be starting <laughs> high school. And like, almost to let him know, like, very, very selective, right? 
So think about that for a second. Obviously, when people do this, something, they have opinions, right? He's not big on style or fashion. And my grandson, obviously, he was fucking around, right? Like, he was dressed up with a suit and on a new car and, all, and what have you, right? But everybody has a pet peeve, right? Harry has pet peeves. You have pet peeves. I have pet peeves, right? But it doesn't fucking matter, right? Like, cordiality goes a long way. It doesn't mean that you're being fake or pretentious. But we got to recognize who our friends are consistently, yeah. right? And reply in kind, right? Whether you agree or not. But let's not just dismiss things. Yeah. Because what you may what some, what some you may not find important, somebody that you care about we'll find may important. find important. Of course. And that's caring for your loved ones, for your partner, for everybody, for your friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> of course, man. So... So that's why in my job, bro, I, I also stick it out, right? It's a faith-based organization. Yeah. Although we're working on It's On You as our own organization. Uh, and they're very, you know, homie-centered or downtrodden-centered. Uh, and sometimes it could get irritating. It could get annoying. And I can get annoying just with my own attitude. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I disrespect no one. I follow the rules. I do my job. And in fact, I do it good. But I don't go along, bro. Right? Like yeah. sometimes they have they have meetings in the morning. I attend some. I, I don't attend others. Uh, because personally, I, found, I find it cheesy, bro. It's cheesy. Well, Elon Musk says that. <laughs> Elon Musk says, you know, like in his Tesla uh, factory, he says, you know what? These meetings are not mandatory. Right. You know, if you go to a meeting and you feel that it's a waste of your time, go back to work. Right. Don't just sit there for an hour just to just to sit there to peace somebody. Right. Right. You exactly. Know? Thank you. Know. you. So yeah. see, this is like ten minutes, right? These meetings, thought of the day, whatever. But it's fascinating how it's the same people thanking themselves and patting themselves in the back, right? Back and forth. I want to thank this guy. Oh, I want to thank him back. Oh, I want to thank it. It's like I find it quite pathetic and cheesy. Dude, I'm admitting, I'm being honest, right? And I'm thinking Okay, enough of this. Like, how many times can you tell the same fucking person that they're awesome? Thank you. You know what I mean, dude? No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, exactly. No, it's like a you. it's like a thank you challenge, right? Yeah. And it's it's we already know, bro. Okay, yeah. great. You know. Yeah. So, but see, it's a pet peeve of mine, right? Yeah. Again, we're talking about pet peeves. Should okay. I should I attend? I don't know, right? Should, I mean, I could make an effort to be there at least twice a week, or or you know. I don't have to be resistant per se yeah. altogether and say, oh, you know what, or dismissive because I know what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to uplift people's self-esteem. And it might they're be good for that group. It might be good for them. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And it's workable. But, but, but at the same time, I understand that for sure, 100%, right? But do we have to do it every day? Do I have to be there every day, right? Like yeah. doing the same thing, supporting it, right? One, I already support them in, in my... In, in the in the therapy room, right? Yeah. I listen to their stories. I honor their stories. I put it in a sacred place in my heart, and what have you. Uh, but so it's hard, bro, for me to go along. I've never gone along. I don't like to take pictures in groups. You know, I Monchi. Let me tell you, this is since I was a kid. Since I was five years old, brother. My mom used to fake a smile or like we were having a good time somewhere. And I didn't want to smile because I knew she had just fought with my dad or what have you, right? All fake. And then I didn't want to smile. She'll pinch me, bro. In the picture, you could see my <laughs> my expression, right? Like, oh, I got a forced smile yeah. because my mom's pitching me in every picture. Because I'm thinking, why do you want me to smile when it's all bullshit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
be nice. It'd be better to have a natural picture. Yeah. I'm pissed off because they're pissed off. Right, right. So, so it's interesting. But again, I think I have my own issues to deal with, right? Uh, I'm sure if we were to invite one of these people, they can point out what, what how I annoy them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the point is, I'm in their backyard. I'm in their barbecue. Yeah. They're all Christian, bro. I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm a Buddhist practitioner, right? So, so who's doing, who's, who's standing up more to the challenge? They're in a safe place, yeah. in a safe environment, right? Because yeah. they all believe the same thing, right? Yeah, they're on their, their own tribe. In their own their turf, tribe, yeah. right? I'm in their tribe, in their turf, and I'm there hanging, brother. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a champ. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's the way to do it. I yeah. think for me, one of my pet peeves, I think, in regards to like recognition and stuff like that is like, I do a lot of stuff and I don't need a thank you. A thank you is always welcome. Okay, cool, right. whatever. But I hate the not appreciated more than that where like, you know, uh, if, you know, somebody will come back and kind of like talk smack about you. Right. When like, well, hold on. How are you going to revert to talking smack instead of like before you open up your mouth, like say, oh, okay, well, this person's done this much for me. Let me just leave it alone. Right. Right. Not give a negative comment. Right. You right. know, one. You know, we don't need the, the fake thank yous, right? Right, whatever. Just I do good work, you know, for for people because out of my heart, and but I don't need somebody to come back and tell me something negative, uh, especially when it's not even called for, right? You know, right. But they feel pissed off or flustered for whatever they want to uh, project it onto me. Right, that's a big pet peeve for me. Right, you know, um, again, you know, I think uh, the biggest thing is for people to just uh, be respectful of each other. Right, you know, um, but yeah, pet peeves is a, is a very difficult uh, matter. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Can't think of a behavior that is good in one culture, but is bad in another culture. Uh, <clears throat> should I call it good or bad or accepted norms? Maybe norms, maybe? Because, for example, in every culture, it's probably bad to hit people, right? Mm -hmm. It's a disrespect. I would imagine if somebody goes up to him and slaps him, uh, then it's probably not a good thing, right? Oh, wait. Here's a good example. Right? Yeah. That one, right? Okay, fucking football team. Locker right. room, right? Yeah. Each guy slaps each other in the ass, right? Oh, gotcha. Right. Right? Oh, female. Yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever. It's fucking great, right? But you slap a guy in the ass in the street, like, hey, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> Why are you doing that shit? Right? You know, but like, it's accepting the football culture in the locker room, right? You know, to fucking ass grab, they call it. Right. Right? You know I mean, you know? Yeah. Um, well, for example, too, in some European countries. Uh, oh, the kissing in the cheek. Yeah, men do that, right? Here, if I go up to a camarada, like, hey, what's up, plain, plain, they're like, what's, what's up, the perro? fuck? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Those are just, no yeah, yeah, those are like uh, accepted <laughs> cultural norms in each, yeah. in each, uh, in each culture, right? Yeah. Everybody has their own way of, of doing their, them, doing them. As a culture, as a whole. One more example is yeah. even like the the Korean uh, the Korean uh, uh, cashier, right? right? You know the owner, right? Yeah. You know, where you give him the money right in the hand, and the guy gives it back the chain, slams it on the counter. Dude, that's right? crazy. You go, you know, what the fuck? Like you're expecting it to get back in your hand, but he you slams it down. But in their culture, from my understanding, is that it's rude to put it in somebody's hand, but to put it down like in front yeah. of them is the right thing to do. Right. And you know, if Monchis, you just man, that you just pointed something very crucial and important. So that tells us this, that before we react offended when somebody did or said something to us, we can pause and say, wait a minute, is it coming? Where is that coming from? Right. Instead of thinking immediately, it's a straight up disrespect. Yeah. Right. Why does somebody turn this way or hand me this this thing or other this this in this manner or did it make eye contact with me? You get what I mean? Uh, which is part of of being aware and being conscious of many things other than just 
being disrespected, right? Or, or yeah. So I went to the alley uh, with my daughter shopping for some quinceanera stuff. And, right. Um, and uh, it's crowded. It's crowded, right? You know, everybody's walking, right? You right. Know? Yeah. Kind of, kind of in their lane. But this lady was walking, and she's like, "Move to your left. Move to your left. You're walking on the wrong side. Move to your left. Right. right? Why are you walking right there? Don't you know how to walk? Mm. Right? Who taught you how to walk? And like, annoying ass person. Right. 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 <laughs> right? Who in the hell gives you the right to be the fucking sidewalk police? Right. Right. To say where you're supposed to walk. You know, sure. Like if it's something else, you know, walk to your right, to your left, whatever. But it's crowded. People are moving right. along, whatever, and traffic's slowing. But the thing right. is, saying like, move out of my way. This you're right. walking the wrong way. Right. Right. I mean, it's not yeah. you know, it's not cars in the street. It's in the sidewalk. Okay? Yeah. So I'm surprised that nobody told her anything at that point. But it yeah. was just that was annoying. Right. That was like a peppy that you know I had. Right. And yeah. then and and see, I I can understand why people have a difficult time being generous to something or someone that they find annoying. Right. Yeah. Like this helicopter right helicopter. now. It's quite annoying, annoying, bro. Can, don't they don't they know we're having a podcast? Come on, right Mr. Helicopter. In the hood. Ghetto bird. Ghetto yeah, bird. Ghetto yeah. bird. It's out of control. But the thing is. We, you know, we got to get over the little small stuff, right? Uh, it's not what... Pick, pick your battles. And, 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 and by pick the way, Mochis, I feel that and believe firmly that what challenges us is what causes us evolution, what causes us to evolve. Yeah. We got to have these little things every day yeah. because we got something to work on, bro. That's yeah. the good thing, you know? We got to... That's why I get up passionately every morning to get to Pomona, right? Yeah. Because I know that the day before somebody pissed me off or I annoyed someone, even though not verbally per se, but you feel the tension. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to meet this challenge, right? Yeah. Not challenge them per se, but meet my own yeah. challenge yeah. internally, be, be right? Be present. Be present. Yes, like, fuck this. I'm going to go. I'm going to battle through this and I'm going to get through it, right? And it's cool. Munchies, one more pet peeve that I got, bro. And this is something that I'm working on too is people always using love for everything, right? Oh my God, I can't stand it. Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you. You know, like love, everything's love, right? It, it's so exaggerated, bro. I call it fluff love, right? Everything's about love. Oh, love. And it's like, no, bro, it's not. Some days are better than others. Right. That's my philosophy. <laughs> and you do the best you can given the circumstance, right? Yeah. I already know that you love me, for example, Mochis, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know I love you, right? Yeah. But imagine that every fucking day... I'm like, I love you, bro. I love you. And everything. And I'm just preaching that all the time. It's just annoying. It's funny, <laughs> it's funny you said it because, like I said earlier, I don't need praise. I don't, you know, like, I don't, I right, right. That, like, like, we know we love each other, right? You know, right, right. I was like that. But I don't need to tell me that, hey, well, I love you much. I love you, Alex. I, I need to hear that. Yeah, once in a while you might say Of course, that once right? in a while. Right, right. right. You know, yeah. um, but, I, you know, it'll suck to, like, you know, know that, that right. we're fucking have this kinship. Right. And then, but, like, you're always going to be talking shit, right? Right. You know, putting me down or whatever. It's like, what the fuck? Well, then, then right. that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Why right. you say you love me and you're talking shit down yeah, to me all ex the time? Yeah, exactly. So, that's, that's when things don't match up with people when they're doing that shit. Right. That's why it's better, you know. But uh, clarity yeah. is always the best clarity, policy, yeah. right? In communication, hey, that I offend you, brother. Yeah, Forgive exactly. me, whatever, yeah, right? communication. Uh, and it's exaggerated, bro. And I feel like my friend Harry says it's the flavor of the month, right? The yeah. flavor. That's what's in right now. It's like, it's so exaggerated. You know, like, love's going to save the day. Oh, I love you. I love Because there, it, and, it, and see, the thing with love, bro, it's so broad. Right. So broad. It's like, okay, that's not. This person needs more than you time they love them. They need yeah. clinical help. They need assistance with a job. They need assistance with, you know what I'm saying? You're not yeah. taking them home with you. I'm sure they'll irritate the shit out of you if you do, right? Yeah. So that's the reality, right? Uh, but 
Coupled with that, Monchis, even worse for me is when you add the word radical to it. Oh, my God. It even drives me more worse. Extreme. To me, radical means extreme. Radical acceptance. Radical this. Radical love. Radical. It's like, why fucking radical? I mean, what the fuck? You know, that's it's like what? 110%. <laughs> right? 200%. Man, all you can is 100%. Right. That's the max. When you say above that, then you're starting off with what? 300? Right. Out of 100%? Right. Out of 300? Right. What? Once you say of course. above 100%. Well, see, like, for example, that's why uh, I reflect on our current times today and how polarized our system is, right? It's a radical agenda all around, right? It's like it's radical left or radical right, right? There's no middle. It's like, what the fuck, right? Yeah. And it drives extreme me. Left, extreme right. It yeah. drives me nuts, bro. It's like, why utilize that language? It's okay, love, simple love. Yeah. Oh man, love. Thank you. You know, thank you for the good time. Thank you for helping me. I appreciate that. But this whole like love, love, love. I mean, it's, it's well, just driving me nuts. Let's, clar- let's clarify that because I think I think we know some people that that walk uh, in a way that's of kinship and of love. Right, you know, um, walk. Right, you right, said the key, right, walk, right, not you know, necessarily not, talk. Exactly. So I'll make that clear, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, so we're yeah, not yeah. talking about like you know, it's okay, you know, that that you are one that walks with this this enlightenment of love. Right, right, right. You know, another thing is just to use the word love, just because right. you know it sounds something right. cool, right? You know. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, bro. Uh, who who creates the narrative, right? And it's either the left or the right. Yeah. So. For, it's it's a mechanization of language or the social construction of language, yeah. right? We, we wherever we want to sway uh, the general population's viewpoints or even sentiments about society, that's what we start speaking, nailing it in people's heads at the universities and the churches or what have you, even in the communities, right? It, and to to change a narrative, and, but by the way, it it is important to shift. The pendulum has to swing, right? When it swings one way, when it swings to right, it has to come back to the center. When it swings to left, it has to come back to the center. Well, that, in and, politics, it's always the opposite. Like, you know, you got you got Trump, you got Obama. Right. Right. You know, yeah. right. You know, yeah. you kind of get you get like, you know, you get Bush. Right. And you get whatever. Right. You know, the point is that it's always like it, it doesn't get balanced. Right. You know, I, I think Obama was kind of balanced, but like a lot of to me. Right. right. But. A lot of these people are just like right. two to the left and two to the right. Exactly. You know, which and, is extreme. But yeah. even though just utilizing the words, right? Like, look, for example, uh, our our most recent wars, right? Overseas uh, since the 90s, the first one, which was what? Desert Storm. And then uh, George Bush's, the junior uh, operation, Iraq, whatever. He, he his dad's war. His right. Dad's and war. then we have the war in Afghanistan after Osama bin Laden. Right. So. What did we call them? Oh, radical Islam, radical yeah. this, radical. That. But then on the other hand, we're also utilizing the same terminology, yeah. right? Like radical love, radical acceptance, yeah. radical this, radical. That. Why radical? I mean, can it just be acceptance? Yeah. Love, love your brother, your sister. Yeah. You know, uh, accept one another. Be cool. But it, it's this. So cal- it, I call it. I call it calcified language. So right, it's calcified language, a pet peeve of yours to get him. Yes, that yes, that absolutely. It's, it's it drives peeve. me nuts, okay. and and it's all love. It's all love, and can you feel it? Can you feel it? And it's like they, they almost lie to themselves, right? Yeah. Like pump themselves up because outside of a certain context, guess what you find outside of a certain context? The real world. Yeah, and some people might say the real world is cold. The real world is is horrible. It doesn't care. 
But no, bro, we work on that. You got to work on your own generosity, on your own compassion, on your own kindness, whether the world is cold or not. Yeah. Right? Because that the, the work is yours to become steady and balanced. Does that make sense, won't you? Oh, totally, totally. You know, um, I did have another question. Yeah. Sometimes people not realize that they have a bad or an annoying habit. Right. Do you think it's better to tell them or to keep quiet? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny bro uh it's hilarious that's a very interesting question but it, at, it all depends monchi right uh if you know for example that someone is good natured right, right. generally they're good natured and they don't mean harm to others or they're not aware of their own bullshit or their own shortfallings or blind spots then no, you don't want to hurt their feelings. You understand? Right. You don't definitely want to hurt their feelings. But look, I've had people come into, for example, to a session and my brother, they smell bad. And I have to, sometimes I want to tell them, you know what, man, you really smell right now. Uh, maybe we should try doing the session another day. But I think, some of these people that I've tried there, they have problems with alcohol or drugs. And so sometimes they're homeless and they don't go home. So I figure I shouldn't do that. But I do kindly say, hey, we're going to have to do it again because you're you're not you don't look too good right now. And I walk them out the room. But, you know, so it all depends. Right. Yeah. But if somebody's in your face consistently, Monchi's and trying to drive their own philosophy in your in, in your, you know, in your life or trying to push their own ideology yeah. on you i'm gonna push back i'm so you know what brother do you and i'll do me because that's a pet peeve yes it's annoying yes it's annoying you know what's up with that right and of right. course there's a time to say hey step back i'm not i'm not with it right now and i'm not down with what you with your with your vibe bro you know i'm not down with it i'm not feeling you so why don't we just do this you do you and i do me Right. Right. You know, a religion is yeah. a good example. Like, you know, I was raised Catholic, you know, right. and I, I done a lot of indigenous spirituality. Um, but my, my mom's home is Catholic. Yeah. And when people come knocking on the door to promote another religion, right, you know, I try to be respectful, right, yeah. you know, and just, you know, I hear them out and I go, okay, thank you. And then they want to push their agenda. Yeah. And I go, I go, it's okay. Thank you so much. You know, I appreciate it. It's a Catholic home and you yeah. know, um, that's it. Right. And then they want to be more persistent. Do you know, you know, what his name is and stuff like that, whatever. And I go, right. I go, I need you to leave now. Because then I go, like, you're disrespecting my personal space. You're invading right. my home. You know, I'm being disrespectful. You know, like, you know, uh, just like, so that, that to me, that, that that is not, no disrespect to that religion, right? Each, but so their believe, approach. <laughs> yeah, their approach in my personal home is just like, like when I'm eating and, and there's a, a, a somebody's going to hate me. But a stinky homeless man coming to me on purpose, right there, meeting with my kids and asking for change right. while I'm eating, and they know that they smell, right. and know like you know, for them to you know, you're gonna give money for them to leave. I tell them, you know, you know, if you need something, then you have to wait till I finish eating, and then I'll see you outside and I'll give you some money, but not while I'm eating. Please right. step away. You know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm spending quality time with my kids or, or myself, you know, and they always seem being generous, giving people money or buying them food, but while I'm eating, I'm in my sacred space. Yeah. You know, having this sacred meal with my kids and yeah. I don't need, you know, those kind of, you know, interruptions. Like someone's doing that on purpose, you know, to ask for something, you know, while you're trying to enjoy that. Right. And 
it's a, you know it might be wrong for some people whatever but to me it's like that's not want to have my personal space yes you know yes um and that's annoying to me yes you know and, and you know i think that to a certain degree mochi the world is in the state that it is because we all want to have the answer right yeah. we all want to have the answer for everybody else and we all want to convert everybody else and so on and so forth right like it was interesting i had a conversation i think it was yesterday one of my clients and she's super smart and she points out a lot of societal issues and she has a lot of insight but she's also deeply christian and she and her and then just the very same argument that she was making about the rest of society how they're trying to condition you program you she tried to do with her christianity like the answer is this and i looked at her because she couldn't catch her i go do you realize that you're making the same uh prescribing the same issue methodology, methodology issue. as the people you just argued against right she goes what do you mean you're insisting that your belief system is the quote-unquote truth. You get what I'm saying? And then she looked at me with wide eyes like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, so what I said in order to end the conversation peacefully, because she asked me, what do you believe, right? And yeah. I said, look, this is what I believe. I believe that the creator is not exclusive to one religion. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. I told her, right? That's what I believe. I go, it doesn't belong to one, ex one exclusive religion yeah. it'll be very pitiful it makes no sense right <laughs> it's like saying all the food in the world belong to only one country right the food belongs to the whole world, the whole world. <laughs> you get what i'm saying and there's enough food in the world to feed everybody you know you get what i'm saying right yeah so just to end it peaceably right and yeah. uh it was it was very interesting how i told her but it was good um there's so much to learn from other people, other cultures, other religions. Yeah. And we got to have an open mind and an open heart to try to understand other cultures and people, right? And regardless of our pet peeves, right? Like some people also have pet peeves towards accents, how other people's accents are from their own country. And it's kind of sad, oh, right? Yeah, immigrants that fucking bash immigrants. Exactly. Right? You know, yeah. So yeah. You, ju you just got here, you know, and you got your status. And all of a sudden now you want no one else to come in. You know Put what I'm saying? Out, dude. Right, Put right, the fuck right. Out. Like, I mean, first yeah. of all, you know... 90% of people in America are, are immigrants. immigrants. Absolutely. Right? You know, yeah, except yeah. for those people, you know, indigenous people, right? right? Everyone yeah. else, you know, yeah. they're all immigrants. So, you know, you can't, you know, there, there's a thing of like, you know, finding ways to kind of like um, not control the borders, but find a flow of people to migrate back and forth. As a matter of fact, if, if people could migrate back and forth, it'd be easier because a lot of people don't want to stay here. Yeah. They want to be able to, you know, help their families and go back. Right. Right. You know, like in, <clears throat> in border towns, they do that. They go right. back and forth, whatever, every day, right? They right. They want to stay here. But the system were like, well, if you get caught, then you're going to do 10 years in prison yeah. or whatever. You know, you can't cross. And it's like, then they have no choice but to yeah. do this this thing, you know? Right. You uh, know, you know. personally, bro, I, I've always thought of this. I think my my solution to that, and so people could only be here temporary and go back to the country, start up with a settled program all over the world. So temporary work for people crossing the border to their own countries yeah. to gain a little bit of money and go back to your country yeah. and take your family. Because that'll eliminate a lot of migration issues. Right. Because the only reason that people are leaving their country is because they're hungry. Yeah. If they're not, you know what I mean? Like, for example, here in, in East Los Angeles, for example, right? People think that the, we are the Mexicans, right? And that's right. how Mexicans are, right? Cholos, gangbangers, or the way we talk. 
But no, bro, if you go to Mexico, there's a middle class and there's an upper class, right? Of course. Mexicans. They don't speak like us. They don't dress like us because it's the peasants that are people in party that are crossing the border. But yeah. that's holds true in any country. In any country. You know what I mean? It's the peasantry, right? But they they only recognize Mexicans as the poor migrants. I mean, if you go on the border right now, right, the Mexican border, you see a lot of Haitians there, right? You go like... Oh, oh yeah, people, yeah. Black people, and they speak Spanish, and yeah. and they're hustling, they're working right, right there hard, right, to fucking right. put some food on the table, right, you know. Yeah. But if not, you'd be like, oh, I thought it was just Mexicans coming through, right, you know. Right. But people from all over the world right. are crossing trying to come to America. Yeah. A lot of part is because America kind of did a lot of damage all around the world. Right. Partly, you know? but Partly. also, yeah. But the Haitians, you know, why they're in Mexico, right? Because they're because of the Haiti earthquake. So between the Canada, Mexico, and the United States, they. They all they all took a certain amount of population from the from Haitians uh, into their countries. Into countries yeah. yeah, because of devastation, it was yeah. so bad, right? Yeah. And because these are the triad out here, like the since the NAFTA trade agreement, those are the three countries that negotiate. Yeah. So that's why there's a lot more uh, yeah. Haitians in, in Tijuana. But they're hardworking people, course, very hardworking, you know, and like, they learn quick. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's interesting to see that that, that, that dynamic there. Yeah. Know? So um, you know, one of the things I want to say, and and it, you know, it might be annoying, whatever. I mean, it might be uh, sound bad or it is bad, whatever. But to me, I find it disrespectful and rude. It's a hardcore pet peeve when the gypsies go to the Catholic Church in the inner city communities to the poorest churches, right? Because right. I go to different uh, poor churches in the areas. Right. Like I live in the barrio. Um, and they they stand right outside of the door, not even on the sidewalk. Right outside the door, people are coming out of church, right? Oh, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you, right? And they yeah. have their hand out, right? Yeah. You know? It's like it's the, it's the mom with two, three kids, right? Whatever. Right. Looking like they're poor, right? And the dad's over there by his nice minivan or truck right there, right? <laughs> Just making sure that they're gonna be okay, <laughs> right, right? You know, right, right. And, and it pisses me off because people just come out of like this spiritual sermon, right? And and they're like, oh, they feel generous, they want to give, yeah. oh. and besides, they look Mexican, right? Right? You know, it's like, oh, the poor Mexican, let me help them right, out, right, right? Whatever, right. you know. And and I just find it disrespectful because the poor Mexicans are, are waiting on the sidewalk asking for money, right, right? Right? Yeah. You know, and it's like I just find it rude. I, I find it wrong. You know, like I feel like they're taking advantage of people in their vulnerable state. Right. Right. You know. You know, uh, you know, it's bad enough that, you know, you, you yeah. see them, you know, in different communities where they're saying like that their child died for the third time or the fifth time. Right. right. You know, right. <laughs> right. You know, every other month they're right there. Right. You know, their child died again, you know. Yeah. And, and um, I have a, I have a brother-in-law who's a lieutenant, you know, for Southgate. And uh, he's observed it many times with the gypsies, you know, just, you know, uh, doing the scam. Right. Asking for money, you know, um, everybody falls on hard times, you know. And like, I believe like, you know, if you're an. If you're an able body, you know, that you can work, then work. You know, I know we all fall in hard times, but I feel like too many people are taking advantage of, of vulnerable communities. Right. You know, um, and sucking them dry. Not only not only gypsies, but even like uh, people that are another pet peeve is like my mom, she's an elder and she gets you know, she used to get a card or two from different religious uh, groups right. for donations, right? All of a sudden, she starts, you know, giving, you know, $5, $10 a month. All of a sudden, now she's getting, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 cards from these different I know, bro. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. And then, not only that, but she's been getting scammed. She puts $10 on a check, right? She writes checks. Yeah. And someone adds a zero and puts $100. Yeah, that's crazy. Right, you know? That's and wild, like, you know, bro. All of a sudden, mom, you got to stop doing that. Yeah. Choose your three groups that you know that you want to give to and do, you know, automatic. Right. Payments. But mom loves to write checks. She still writes them, whatever. Like, right. Okay, we're not going to take that away from you, but but just don't write so many right these groups you where don't they know. scam you and you don't yeah, know who they are know? right and yeah. so uh it's tough man those yeah. are pet peeves that i have right that I right feel like right are close home to me well you one know? one one phrase 
that doesn't trigger me monchies and it's not a pet peeve of mine and that i certainly appreciate is ccc i love that one yeah man you know and just with that i want to say this is our ninth episode of it's on you talking discussing our pet peeves yeah you know and so we look forward to you guys on episode number 10 i appreciate you guys continue to practice generosity don't let your pet peeves fool you or get in the way of your of your awesomeness of your compassion of your empathy uh it's all good it's good event it's good to have discussions with your friends so that you can leave it there once the discussion's over you take it out of your system pull it out of your system and we could continue to practice generosity and always remember you know if you have a pet peeve you know uh it's on, on you. you how you doing work that? on it baby <laughs> see, see, see. <laughs>